Um, <coughs> I was going to have a drink of water at this point. Um, unfortunately, Molly recently put it into the font, and so my drink of ordinary throat water is now holy water, and I'm not going to drink from the font, because I don't know where that's been, I'll tell you. Um, in fact, uh, I don't know the last time we did an infant baptism, but I've got the font down here from church, which I've stolen, by the way, um, and we'll take back. Uh, there was a plectrum in it. <laughs> so whether if you leave, leave like, you know, baptism water in the font for long enough, it like evaporates and leaves behind a plectrum, maybe it's a holy plectrum. Martin, Martin's got it. So next time Martin leads, it'll be especially wonderful. Yeah, okay. okay, we're going to Hebrews 11. If you have a Bible, you want to look up Hebrews 11. That's where we're going. Um, oh, whoa, whoa. That's too fast. That's good. That's, what, that's the text. Get rid of it. Go. Oh, thank you. Um, keep them in suspense a bit longer. Um, we're going to look at this chapter of Hebrews uh, over a series of talks. This is an introduction to it. Um, and, and it's all about faith. And it couldn't be a more appropriate sermon topic, could it really? When we just had a baptism, okay? Which is all about um, commitment, initial commitment to faith. Uh, so it's brilliant, and it fits really well. Um, and this morning, I'm just going to take a little bit of time, just talk a bit about uh, faith in general terms. And then we'll spend more time this term uh, looking at particular examples and how they illustrate certain aspects of what it means to have faith, to be faithful people, to have faith in God, etc., etc. Hebrews is a strange letter. You're, you're, if, if, if the people who are preaching, particularly Laurie and me, will very often use awkward phrases like the author of our letter or the writer to the Hebrews because it's one of those letters in the New Testament that doesn't say who it's from. You know, Paul quite often says, signs it off, this is me, Paul, shouting at you. I mean, writing to you. Um, whereas um, uh, this, this is anonymous in that sense. In fact, actually, it, it made it difficult for it to be, get part of the New Testament because the church was quite keen that stuff in the New Testament was stuff that had the authority of one of the apostles behind it. Right? Makes sense? And because they weren't quite sure who wrote this stuff, it took it a while to be sure that it had apostolic authority behind it. It's called Hebrews because it's got lots of Old Testament-type um, references in it. You might think that means it was written to Jewish Christians, but no one knows. It doesn't say who it's to or who it's from. Right? Um, it's a letter. Um, and it's clearly written to encourage and strengthen uh, Christians, maybe Christians who'd come to faith and then found it hard. Because actually, actually, faith isn't just about, I mean, this is brilliant. And, and I, can remember, I can remember my baptism when I got immersed. It was an extremely cold November day. And I can remember standing in this swimming pool, having been baptized by my youth group at the time, sort of, and... Uh, and they kept praying prophecies over me. I think, shut up. I'm going to die. It is so cold. I do not want any more words of knowledge. Thank you very much. Later. Um, do not get baptized in the open air in November. It's a very bad trick to do. Uh, but it's a great start. But faith has to go on. Amen? Faith is a thing that we live with all our life. And it's not, it's not in a sense, a once-off done thing. Although in one sense it is. When you come to faith in Jesus, it is once or done, but, but then we're called to live this life of faith. Right? And there are challenges, let's be honest. There are challenges. Sometimes uh, our faith in a loving, caring God is challenged by events in the face. And if you don't know this, well, you know, I'm talking to myself then, but I think some of us do. And so it is an encouragement to the, church, the people he's writing to, the author of Hebrews he's writing to, to keep going with Jesus. And I think, hope for us, that's the same over these five or six weeks when we're looking at it. 
Faith is clearly a very important uh, topic because that's how we're saved. Uh, Romans 3.28 will come on screen magically. There you go. (laughs) For what is the A, by the way, in this A thing here? Anglicized. Okay. Like the real version. Okay. (laughs) Why don't we have NIV and NIVU then for the colonials? Any clones? Okay. Sorry, sorry, that's irrelevant, okay? Um, for we maintain that a man is justified, and a man here, by the way, is not just blokes, it's like everybody, okay? People, men and women, you might say these days. We've just maintained that a that pe- man is justified by faith apart from observing the law. And this comes all over the place. Uh, you can put Romans 5 on screen while I'm still talking. You know, Paul's whole New Testament is absolutely clear that if you try living a Christian life by obeying the rules, forget it. It does not work. You can't keep the rules for a start. You're going to go wrong. That is, that is not the way that God brings us into his kingdom. It's by faith in Jesus. Jesus died for our sins. This is stuff you know. This is not like advanced level stuff. That's what the whole baptism thing's about. Jesus died for our sins. And we take, by faith, we accept that truth for ourselves. And in that process, we become those God has forgiven. It's access, access by faith. Faith is a thing that, that gets the truth that Jesus died for us into reality for who we are and how we live. Yeah? Okay, that's it. So I'm finished. Bam, back, next one. No, back, carry on. If I do so far, that's pretty what it is about. But it's by faith. It's not by legalism. Now, of course, the, the, the living right lives is important. I love Jesus. And I want to please him. And I want to do stuff that pleases him. I want to live like he's made me to be. It, it's, you can't divorce faith from the way you live. But it's not by obedience to rules that makes us Christians. It's by faith in Jesus Christ. And we talk about it all the time, really. And maybe it's timely, uh, St. Helens, to sort of just have a focus on it and think about faith and what it means. So let's go back now. Thank you very much, um, uh, Neil. Let's go back to Hebrews 11.1. 1. Um, this is... Um, <laughs> when, I was, when I was young, a lot younger, um, um, my first ever um, preach, really, was on this verse. I was asked by the Christian Union when I was 18 at uni to do a talk on this. And, and the, um, the searing sense of failure from that still lives with me. And <laughs> and it's, it's like, it's like uh, 50 years ago, or actually 51, nearly 52 years ago, <laughs> and, and still I can remember thinking, oh, this is not simple. It looks so simple. This is not a definition. Hebrews 11.1, 1, Hebrews, the whole chapter, the writer to the Hebrews, the author, is going to take examples through, really, Jewish history, through the Old Testament, of examples of faith. But he starts off with this phrase, and it actually is not simple. In our translations, now faith, you think he's going to start a definition, wouldn't you, really? It sort of looks like it, is being sure of what we hope for. Oh, there's so many, and certain of what we do not see. He then goes, this is what the agents commended for. And he's going to go on and ex- take examples from, from Abraham and Noah and Enoch and Abel and all those Old Testament people. Faith is being sure of what we hope for. Um, the uh, version that I had to preach on 68 years ago, the Revised Standard Version, um, for this would have the assurance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. 
And that word that's translated assurance of things hoped for, or here being sure, is a quite complicated word getting your head behind. So let's just take that, let's leave that for a second. Let's just come to the idea of faith for a minute and come back to the actual text in just a second. You see, I don't think in a way our writer is talking just about Christian faith here. He's going to talk about faith in God for sure. But faith is a more general thing than that in lots and lots of ways. Um, when I um, I've spoke on this uh, focus, uh, uh, a long time ago, when I still had kids that trusted me, <laughs> and some of you here are probably old enough to remember me doing it, I hung a, a rope and a climbing harness over, over a lighting bar, and I got my then uh, four-year-old son in the harness, and I hoisted him up, so he floated in the wet air about there somewhere and held him by a single rope. And he was completely happy. Stupid boy, but... but. <laughs> and why was he happy hanging in the midair by one single rope? Because he had faith in me. Uh, he also had faith in the rope, by the way. But at that point, he hadn't gone to university and worked out the physics of ropes and breaking strain and stuff, okay? But, there's a, but that is, that's faith, isn't it? See, faith isn't just belief. It's not just, I think this rope is strong enough. It's putting your life in its, in its hands. And, and at times I have, I have literally done that. I've looked at the person I'm about to belay and looked at the rope and thought, oh, <laughs> you need to lose some weight or I need a thicker rope. <laughs> and apologies at this point to a guy called Mick Bowler, who's, who I'm thinking of at this point, but he's a anyway, great guy from my Sheffield climbing days. He... But, but you, you put your faith in it. Why don't you trust it? Uh, you could argue even sort of geographically, you know. Um, I set off for a place called, I don't know, let's say, uh, where did I go to most recently? Um, I, I set off going to a, a, a town of the electric, Cockermouth. And I don't know, I don't, I mean, I've got faith it's there because everyone tells me it's there. But I set off fully intending to arrive. Um, a few months ago, I arranged to meet my son to... We're going to exchange some stuff. We, met, we said we'd meet a motorway service station on the motorway, right? Um, and, and I went there, fully expecting he'd be there. They're having faith in his honesty, agreed? I have faith that Nick tells the truth, largely. <laughs> no, he does, he does. I mean, um, yes, uh, let's not go there. <laughs> and, and, and the same is true now with my grandkids. I couldn't steal a grandkid for this. Um, but I'm sure if I had Ezra Eli here, they'd be quite happy to hang from the ceiling as well. Because they have faith in the fact when I, I won't let them down. Now, that's not absolute, because I will let them down sometimes. It's just human, isn't it? Okay? But of course, God is different. Because God can absolutely never, ever renege on a promise. God can do it absolutely. But faith is, 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 is based on, it's based on experience and rationality. The believing in, that God is, is who he is... Let's start off the basic thing. Believing there is a God is not irrational. But it's not proven. In our current day, there's so much stuff. Truth is under such attack in our society, it seems to me. That, 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 I mean, there are people who still believe. In, uh, if you're here doing this, let me just pray for you. That you'll forgive me first. And secondly, you'll see the truth. But there are people who believe in flat earth. I mean... That the earth is flat. I mean, I, I, I'm not sure everyone believed in that in the 13th century, but people just do. They still get this and think, right? Okay, it's all evidence. And I think, what? I think, you know, 
how can you worry about people who believe in God when you, never mind. Truth is under attack in many ways, but people have faith in ideas sometimes and they follow people because this person on, on social media says this, so it must be true. We're actually, I, I think as a species, as humans are very, very good at, at linking into things and wanting to get, hey, that's built into us, isn't it? Isn't that part of the creation thing? Isn't that part of the way God's made us? And if you, because we fell and we don't know God, therefore, but there's some, it's like, all, if you don't know God, you don't know Jesus, some yawning gap inside you wanting to know what to believe in. You see, the power of walking with Jesus is I may not get it always, but I flip well know who does get it. I may not totally understand what that means, but I know he does. I've got a guide in my life who's unbelievably faithful and totally reliable. And my, the problem sometimes is me be quite being either hearing or being obedient to what I hear him say. But he won't lead me astray. Remember last week about, you know, he's provided a safe place, a sound place, a solid place for us to walk on, whatever we do. And so when our writer has this verse, verse one, back there, good, it says, the, 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 the word that is translated here, being sure, or the assurance of things hoped for, again, be careful about hoped for. He is being pretty general here. And, and, and you want to be careful you don't think that things like eternal life and salvation and forgiveness are things we just hope for. Like, you know, I might hope for a dry day tomorrow or, or I might hope for a good night's sleep and not one of the grandkids wakes up, which didn't actually happen, but there we go. All right? That's, that's, that's just hope. No, he, here he means, no, these are things that we, we, we're sure, by faith we're sure they're going to happen, but they, you can't prove them. But it's not irrational to believe in a, in a loving God, but it requires a step of faith. It's not irrational to believe there is a spiritual reality, but it, it doesn't, it's not, it's not a thing you see. Not seen, he says, doesn't he? What not see? Spiritual reality is absolutely real, but it's not seen. And, and to, to make the spiritual, he goes, to make the spiritual reality a present truth experience for us, the link is faith. Our faith is what takes the truth of the spiritual reality and puts it into our lives and experience as a present reality that we live by. Amen? Just think about that for a second. Because I need another glass of water. Take a minute and maybe turn to the person next to you and talk about the football last night or that phrase. Okay? Go. Talk to each other. Faith is... Uh, this, this is a rather more erudite and professional and um, wordy saying of the same thing. But I'm going to read it because it really struck me when I read it. And I wish I'd read this when I was 18. <laughs> um, it seems to me, therefore, that the word, faith to be sure, that word there, here has reference to something which imparts reality in the view of the mind to those things which are not seen, and which serve to distinguish them from those things which are unreal and elusive. It is what enables us to feel and act as if they were real. It enables us to feel and act as if they were real. The root word behind it... Uh, do you play, who's playing Monopoly? What are the little cards called? Sorry? No, the ones about the houses. Properties, I think that's not a technical name. 
Thank you. Title deeds. The root word behind this is about title deeds. Faith gives us the title deeds for the things that God has promised. Do you know what title deeds are? Well, I've never, se- I've never seen my title deeds. Has anyone seen a title deeds? Have anyone got a house they're half owned? Got a title deeds too? Have you really? That should be a paper. Oh, wow. Oh, no, no, that's a map. No, you actually got a document, have you? Actually, oh, wow. Are they impressive? Are they like vellum documents with a big stamp. But apparently these things exist, and these people here are evidence, they do, which says you have the right, you own this lump of land or this property, right? As you do monopolists, but that's where I get them from. I'm very much a... (laughs) I own Oxford Street, yes. (laughs) See, faith gives the title deeds those things. It means that we know we have those things. And, the, and it's really quite, you know, it's simple, but it's complicated. Very simple. What you do is you say, Jesus, I trust you. I know that you died for me, and I'm going to live on the basis that that's true. Pops, I know you won't drop me. I'll trust this rope. You'll hold me. It's unbelievably simple. But, but nonetheless, I think what actually, it's like, it's like sand sometimes. It's a very simple thing to say, but actually doing it. That's why, that's why the author's going to go on and give us a hundred examples. He's going to, I'm going to not do all of them, of course, because we're going to do a sermon on each one, really. But, you know, like Noah, who's told to build an ark. You know, there's no sign of rain. It's a lovely sunny day. You're a hundred thousand miles from the sea. Build an ark. But faith says, I count what God has said as true, and I'm going to act on it. And I build a ship. Or Abraham, who's, you know, who's told that, 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 that his, his blessing will come through his son Isaac, and that's the son of blessing, and they told to go and sacrifice him. Absolute madness, nonsense. But, but faith says, I know God's made the promise, and I'm going to act on the, the assumption, the definite, the secure belief that God will honor that promise. So I do what I'm told. And, and there's other examples that we'll find in Hebrews chapter 11. Do by all means go home and read it yourself. It's always good to read ahead a bit um, uh, for things like this. The title deeds. It's the, it's the fact that, that, that by faith we claim those things to be for our own and they become real to us. Right? It's a st- here's a statement of a step of faith that we thought, well, don't we? It's like committing yourself to it. But that's because they are ours. And, and, and the, the, the word you get here. Uh, the certain, which is my RSV days, was evidence of things we can't see. That that's, that's talks about that talks about confirmation of it. It talks about um, conviction of it, of, of the truth of these things. And uh, that's only word actually again. It's a difficult word in Greek. It's only ever used one other place in the New Testament, and you wouldn't believe it because that two Tim three sixteen thing where it says, you know, all scripture inspired by God and good for Reproof or correction, it's the same word. Right? It's the only place it's used, and therefore the scholars have trouble working out exactly what it does mean in detail because it's so little used. Conviction, it's, it's, it's laying down an evidence proof of something, hence reproof. Faith is the title deeds to the promises of God. It's what, what we get when we say, I'm going to believe you, God. I'm going to walk with you. I'm going to live my life on the assumption that what you say is true. And it's the conviction, the commitment, the, the evidence that comes from that. 
Because, because I think most of us, certainly for me, my initial step into faith was a little bit of a, oh, okay, <laughs> this ah, feels right. I've looked at it. It's not irrational. I'm going to commit myself to this. But as you commit yourself to it, what you find is that it doesn't let you down. The ground is solid. The promises of God do hold. The promises of God are not just ethereal. Maybe some of the world can't see it, but they are absolutely real and true. The fact I can't see them and I can't, in terms of physics, I can't measure them or quantify them or see God or see an angel or weigh an angel. I do not know what the mass or the, or the relative atomic mass of an angel is or whatever. This stuff is unseen, but it's absolutely real. But I get the title deeds to that, the, the right to it by faith. That's what gives us a step into it. When you believe, when you have faith in Jesus, you are become his person, you're saved, you're forgiven. And then as you go on like that, you get this conviction that it is right. That it is, and now, I, you know, goodness knows what I would if someone tried to. When I was eighteen, you know, a bit earlier than sixteen, you know, people could have convinced me either way. I, I spent a lot of time drinking beer and talking about this stuff. Um, it, it, usually, the conversations about faith got fuzzy towards the end of the evenings. Right? I suppose I think you could probably tip me either way at sometimes, but not now. Not now. I fail, I let him down, but I'm not going to doubt he's for real because I've got so much, you know, years, so many, and other people as well. I've never seen someone raised from the dead, but I know people who have. I've never seen people's legs grow as you pray for them, but I've got a son who has. Do you know me? You've gone quiet, why have you gone quiet? Is that because this is landing or because you've gone to sleep? Put your hand off if you're asleep. Okay, no one's asleep. Good. It's always worth checking at this point. Faith is the thing, the mechanism, where we say, I believe this, I'm going to live by it, and we take hold of the promises of God. And there's so many examples that we're going to see of where that behavior, that attitude, that, that, that certainty transforms people's lives and in transform his individual's lives like Noah or Abraham. God's purposes work out and it transforms other people's lives. I could say so much more, but I think I'm going to land.